0: According to the Institute for Women's Leadership at Nichols College, women hold just 24% of senior leadership positions. The U.S. lags behind the global average of 21% compared to China, where women hold 51% of senior leadership positions positions It's estimated that women represent 45% of the S&P 500 workforce. However, only 4% represent CEOs in the corporate world. Pavla Kellert is on a mission to change that. She helps women transition into senior leadership positions in STEM sectors, by teaching them strategic, non-technical skills. She joined me this week to have a conversation about women in leadership, business, and changing the culture and perception of elevation and promotions. I'm Kevin McShann, let's have this conversation. to succeeding in leadership is developing strategic skills which can be applied throughout all levels of the organization and talents. Spends her days, helping women in the STEM sector accomplish that so that they can climb
1: the leadership um, I think it started ladder. with me having worked for a very long time in the STEM sector as well. And uh, maybe not everyone may be familiar with the abbreviation STEM. It stands for science, technology, engineering, and um, uh, mathematics. So in these sectors, uh, unfortunately, women are still the minority. So if you're working in one of these sectors, you may not always have a role model with whom you can exchange and learn. And um, women just need to find a different way how to grow in such a career so I've had the pleasure of having worked in the engineering sector for quite a long time and I must say I've been very very lucky because I had uh, beautiful and fantastic mentors and leaders but I have seen that not everyone has had that um, benefit. So I then moved to become now an executive coach to help women to grow into leadership roles because you know from when we start in our um, in our career as an individual, individual contributor and focusing on technical skills later on as we grow through our career we need completely different skills to become a senior leader so it's about learning those new skills that um, I focus on and teach them and share them with people who want to grow into such roles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, how do you think we can make um, women more visible when it comes to uh, making sure that they're elevated into positions of leadership?
1: Yeah, Kevin. I'm actually really glad you're asking that question because it's such an important one. You know, in in the past, when I used to attend um, industry events, you would see the majority of the panel just being male. And whenever I asked the organizers, "What about bringing in female speakers?", many would say, "Well, there aren't any female um, leaders." at that level and that's not true so we actually need to spend more time about helping more women to become visible because there are fantastic female leaders in STEM sectors Um, we just need to make them more visible so there are a couple of ways how women and everybody else can become more visible and I would always say let's go into a step-by-step approach because not everybody feels comfortable directly to stand on a stage and provide a keynote speech, right? So I, uh, in my work with women, I help them to find a way that they feel comfortable to be more visible for example we would initially start with finding techniques how they can become more visible on social media such as linkedin which is a very professional network so just by a couple of techniques and daily and weekly habits you can drastically increase your visibility already on linkedin and then later on as we train and practice a bit more presentation skills we can also prepare to become, for example, a presenter at um, at, a, at an industry event as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you've had extensive experience in leadership in terms of engineering projects. You've uh, managed projects up to $100 million. So tell me, how do you characterize effective leadership?
1: Yeah. um, Wow. Look, leadership um, has so many components. But if someone told me what is the one element that's really crucial for effective uh, leadership, I would bring it down to the following. When we want to lead people, we really need to understand the individual person because everybody works in a very different way. People are motivated in a different way. People have different way of working. And therefore, people also need a different type of leadership style. So as an individual, I need to understand what does one employee need and what does the other person need? Because I'll give you two examples. I may have someone in my team who needs very detailed description of a task and needs very regular check in to see how they're going and needs regular feedback. So I need to provide that close leadership so that this person gets the support they need. In contrast, another person may just receive the task and then run off and do it on their own, right? Some people love the challenge of trying to figure it out on their own and they don't want to have close um, follow-up. So you see, Two people can work in a very different way. So a leader needs to be able to understand the individual needs and understand also how quickly they learn and what type of support they want. And if we understand that individual uh, need and provide that individual leadership to them, then we can really scale it to leading much larger teams as well.
0: Yeah, and Pamela, I'm I'm fascinated to whether you think you consider yourself a female, a difference maker.
1: You know what, Kevin, if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said, probably not. I'm just someone doing my job. (laughs) Yeah. But I must say, you know, especially once I grew to a senior management role, more and more, I had younger colleagues coming to me and saying, Pamela, it's great to see that you're in a senior leadership role. You show us that it's actually possible for us too. So once I understood that I actually also had a responsibility to make the organization more accessible for females as well, that's when I'd say I I became a change maker as well and started, for example, um, certain networking programs to help women um, see that they can also grow in the organization as well.
0: Yeah, and you talk about growth and progression, you know, Paolo. one of the uh, passions that I have is working with individuals with disabilities because I was born with cerebral palsy myself, and one of the ways that I help uh, individuals with disabilities is finding and maintaining employment for them. So tell me, how do you think we can create a more inclusive environment
1: for women with disabilities at work? Great question. You know what, I really think it starts with a conversation. If we don't come out of our comfort zone and talk to people that are not just in our usual groups, we will never get to know new people, right? Whether it be, like you say, people with disabilities or um, different uh, maybe gender identities or different uh, religious background or cultural background, we actually need to open ourselves up and start a dialogue with someone new. So if, for example, if I find myself always hanging out uh, during the lunch break with the same people, then I can challenge myself and say, all right, well, look, once a week, why not go out for a lunch break and get to know someone from a completely different team, someone that I haven't gotten to know. And I think once we start the dialogue, we can also create empathy for maybe what challenges do other people or people from different groups go through. And with that conversation, I think we can start to change the culture in the organization as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Bella, you coach individual women to ascend to positions of leadership. So tell me, what what value or importance you place on cultivating relationships and networking as well?
1: Hmm. Oh, Kevin, I think it's one of the most important things for our careers. You see, when we start our careers, we have a tendency to focus on the technical skills, on just doing a task. But just doing the task, it's not going to propel us to something new. Like I said, we sometimes need a completely new perspective, right? Learn completely new things, And we only get to learn new things if we start to network with people from various different organizations or maybe different um, educational background, different, like I said earlier, um, social backgrounds. So the networking element is really important to, to open our mindset and to open our ideas. But networking is also important because it brings a lot of opportunities to us. If I work on regularly creating a strong network, you know, people will get to know me for the skills and the capability I have, also of my values. So if they, for example, have a job opening in their division, in their organization, if they know me well, they start thinking of me. So uh, developing and cultivating a strong network brings us opportunities such as being introduced for a job opportunity, maybe introduction to a new client, introduction to maybe also new talent. So networking is very essential if we want to grow a successful career.
0: And Paola, to that point, I'm also wanting to follow up with this question. Question, How do you think we uh, develop and uh, strengthen confidence and assertiveness in women?
1: Mm. I think it comes from a couple of elements, right? Um if you think about what makes you feel comfortable and confident, there are a few elements we need to think of. One is what is it that you know, right? So if we want to grow into a senior management positions, we for example need to develop also strategic thinking and understand the topics that are being discussed at a senior management level. So if I don't know what's being discussed on a senior management level, and if I step into a senior management conversation for the first time, I might just feel non-confident because I don't know what's going on. So if I want to develop the confidence, I can do that by starting to learn about those topics that are being discussed on a senior management level, such as strategic thinking. The other element to create confidence is, Kevin, about who you know. So if you imagine you're being invited to present to the senior leadership team, and you have never talked to them, you don't know them, then you could feel very nervous about going into that room and making a presentation, right? And, and that's completely normal. But if in advance of that presentation, if I have already networked, and this is why networking is important again, and I've started to create a relationship with some of those leadership team members, and then I step into that room to provide a presentation to them, then I'm going and in with a very different confidence level because I know already the audience, right? I walk in and I go, hi, I know you all, you know me. Then I'm not gonna have that same level of stress and nervousness. So creating confidence comes also with um, what's the network that you have created. Yeah. And the third element is obviously also um, being very confident in terms of how you present yourself to the world. How do you communicate so learning about communication skills helps as well.
0: Yeah, how do you how do you think we quantify or qualify making progress when it comes to advancing women forward in in the leadership roles?
1: Hmm, uh, that's a very hot debate right now. Look, there's obviously some very easy metrics and KPIs, which, for example, can be the very easy number of looking into percentages. What's the percentage of female representation on a senior management level, um, on senior executive level, or on senior or on board level? Um, But that just shows the very top level. I think we also continuously need to look into what is the pipeline of women that can later on grow into into those uh, positions as well what i would also recommend to organizations is you know the majority of organizations they have a talent pipeline um, where they build up future leaders um, whenever a position grows to also always look into what does this pipeline look like and do we have a um Uh, a good representation of different groups. So not only of of women, but also, you know, of uh, people maybe from different cultural backgrounds. You mentioned disability as well. But just looking at the pipeline, because that will show us the very future of leadership. And that's the pipeline we need to work on today so that we also tomorrow have a diverse leadership group.
0: Yeah, and we talked earlier, Pamela, about uh, women and disability, but I also wanted to talk to you about Women and other minority groups, such as uh, African American women, or uh, whether you're a Latino or any other minority group, how do you think we get those uh, more visible in the workspace? Because you know, I always say that talent is an equally distributable commodity, but sometimes opportunity and access. To advancement, is and so? How do you think we uh, make uh, progress in that regard?
1: Mm. Yeah, Kevin, that's something that's really close to my heart. Um, I'm I'm a Latina myself. <laughs> I was born in uh, South America in Bolivia. And uh, when my parents migrated to Germany, um, I was uh, the outsider here, I didn't know anybody, I didn't even speak the language, my parents had no connections. So I was exactly in that point, namely, how can I grow a career um, in a society that um, well, I don't know how to navigate it, right. And I think it comes down to a topic we, which we discussed earlier, namely creating relationships and networks. Right? Because if we come from an underrepresented group, whichever group it is, what's important is that we start connecting with the decision makers. Yeah? If you connect with the decision makers, you'll be able to understand the overall priorities in the organization. And then they will also get to know you and see you know, what are the contributions you can make. What are the benefits of maybe helping you in accessing the next position? So networking is really important. But I would also suggest one second topic, namely, really strongly focusing on what is your contribution, your added value to the organization. Because ultimately, organizations want to promote those people who will make a difference, right? So focus on understanding what are your strengths, where are the areas where you can really make a contribution and then together with some mentors and senior management positions identify how your strengths and your contributions can truly provide you know an edge to the organization because if your senior mentors then see you really have a value to make they start opening doors for you but really, networking has been for myself a key element of opening up doors myself to others because I didn't come. My, my family didn't have any network here, so I had to create that myself. So I would strongly suggest um, any investment in a network is really going to pay off later on.
0: Life is a constant game of networking, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? Absolutely. Plus, also, it's fun. I have met so many wonderful people, also just like you today, Kevin. I just really enjoyed the networking. I think we also to question our understanding and view of networking. Some people think, oh, it's so tedious, you know, I need to talk to people. But I think if we approach networking with curiosity, with the mindset of, hey, I'm meeting someone from whom I can learn something new, then networking becomes really um, fun. It's a it becomes a learning experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Pamela, I'm um wanted to dive into the, uh, the the importance of empowerment and how do you think empowerment and mentorship are interconnected.
1: Mm, yeah. Look, there's a lot of talk about empowerment, and um, what I would want to say is nobody needs to wait to be empowered you can actually find power within yourself but i think what sometimes is understood under empowerment is helping people realize that there is a lot of power in themselves yeah i think when i was younger as well i didn't understand that i could create a lot of initiatives within the organization You know, don't always need permission from seniors in order to be active and in order to uh, create engagement within the environment that we're in. So power is actually already within each individual Um, where a mentor or a coach can help is to help you find that power and to help you find that power that is authentic to you. Um, And this is something specifically for women as well. Um, Because the majority of uh, senior management is still male, um, there are many male mentors for women. And what happens sometimes, and this has happened to me as well, is that male mentors advise women, for example, to be more assertive, to be more confident. And it's not necessarily authentic for every woman. So what we need to help women to understand is that they can certainly also develop a feminine leadership style or a leadership style that simply is very aligned to the way they are, to their values, and to their strengths. So it's really about finding that authenticity within each person.
0: And, and Pamela, I've got a couple more questions for you. The mm-hmm. first has to do with creating your own legacy and how how, how you... How you Celebrate the wins in both life
1: and in business. What do you think that looks like for you? Sure. Um, look, legacy, I think for me, you know what? Um, COVID was for me really a game changer in my life because, you know, you could get COVID and, and be gone within, within a day. You know, things could change. And that's when I really thought long and hard about, what do I want to achieve in my life and what's the legacy I want to leave behind? Um, I loved working in corporate and I still love it, but I thought I want to do more. I want to actually pave the way for more women to grow. So my legacy, what I want to focus on now is how can I help more women learn how they can grow into senior management positions because they then can pave the way For more diverse organizations that's the legacy that i would leave like to leave behind and your second question namely how to celebrate successes my god kevin um like i said i'm a latina i love celebrating so throw a party go dance i love celebrating simply with family over over a beautiful dinner yeah uh I think we have to celebrate, right? Because life is so precious and I think COVID has made us realize that as well. So we should better cherish it and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, with your international life experience, uh, uh, that certainly comes to bear. But how do you uh, think that's been uh, an advantage for you, uh, having so, so much international experience? How do you think that's, been uh, 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 an advantage for you in business and
1: in life Mm. it has actually been a huge advantage for me um i have created and developed a complete international career for myself um i mentioned earlier i was born in bolivia south america i grew up here in germany I later on studied in France and uh, the UK, and I've worked six years in Malaysia in Southeast Asia and the last five years in Australia. So what I focused on is on businesses that needed international international management. So I've worked in industries where um, global supply chains played a role, where clients were distributed across the world, important to work with teams across several countries. For example, when I worked in uh, Malaysia, um, half of my team, especially the engineering team, was sitting in Canada, in Kingston. And what helped me across those international assignments was that international background that I already had, because it helped me to appreciate and to understand the different cultures I was working with and to dive into their culture. So for example, Malaysia is a really interesting culture because it's a mix of um, uh, Muslim community, Indian community and Chinese community. Uh, but I was able to bring a lot of parallels, draw a lot of parallels from the South American culture that were very similar had set very similar values in Southeast Asia as well. So having an international profile is a huge advantage if you want to work for international corporations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The more problems you can solve, the more valuable you are, aren't you?
1: 100%, absolutely. Yeah, and my final question
0: for you today, I'm curious to ask you if you have a parting message to any uh, young girl or woman who may be watching this about the, um, the importance of taking ownership of your own future, what, what would be your message in that regard?
1: Oh, I would like to tell everyone there's a brilliant talent in each of you. Really, it's just about finding it and then how to find the right place where you can shine. You, If you're currently in a place where you feel you cannot shine and, and you're not bringing out the best of you, then maybe you're meant to, to be somewhere else. But 100%, there is a brilliance within you. And it's about finding it and helping it to grow and so that everybody else can see it.
0: Yeah, fabulous. And Pamela, tell me, finally, if people want to get connected with you, what's the most efficient way they can do that?
1: Sure. Um, Two, you can either check me out on my website. That's um, womenleadinginstem.com or on LinkedIn. Just connect with me under Pamela Kellert. Um, And that's where you can have um, regular tips on leadership and uh, strategy topics as well.
0: Fabulous. Well, Pamela, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed engaging in this international conversation of importance uh, this afternoon. I really want to thank you for being here and your work in this space. It's most appreciated.
1: Thank you so much, Kevin. It has been an honor for me. Thank you so much.